Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Just, just remain standing. This is past tense. We're not, we're not out of favour and asking God to bring us into favour. What we're doing now is we're declaring where we are. See, this is a positional song. This is a song that positions you so that you can speak right and believe right. So we're not worshipping so that God smiles on us. We're not worshipping that God will do something for us. What this verse does is tells you this, is you already have been favoured. God has already spoken over you. You see, religion says one day you'll be blessed, one day you'll have favour. But God says, why are you waiting for an event that's already happened? Why, 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 Why are we hoping for the future when God puts the future in today? You see, everything we need is not in heaven. He came to earth. And He came to earth in the form of a man by the name of Jesus Christ. And He is the Son of God. And He said, I have come from above and I have come here to give you what you're thinking. See, we keep thinking it's in heaven, but it's in you. So when you worship, you're worshipping the God that has positioned you. When you're worshipping right now, wherever you are, whatever situation you're in this building, you're watching online, God's saying, I've already answered you. I've already done it. See, the reason we worship is the response to the answer, not to get the answer. So sometimes we go, I'm waiting, God, please, please, please. And then, but you see, what faith does faith says this, God, I worship you because you have saved me. You have healed me. You have provided. So come on, let's give our Lord a great hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just dedicate this time to you. Father, help me this morning to declare your truth in a way that every single person, no matter how young, how old, how educated, how not qualified, whatever situation, that they'll be able to hear this message clearly. Father, that it will bypass all the arguments that are in the atmosphere and that we will receive God's written, spoken truth in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come, let's give God a hand. Come on. Thank you, worship team. You were designed by God to live by miracles. When God designed you, He didn't design for you to work hard, to strive, or to toil. The word strive, toil, self-effort all came as a result of sin. So sin's nature is to make you toil, to make you work, to make you suffer. It's how do I get an answer for this? But 
God in salvation brings you back. See, the first word or the first meaning, the first utterance of the kingdom of God was this. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, religion says repent for the bad things you've done. How many of you know that you repent for the bad things that you've done and you're still bad? You repent from doing something and the situation is the same. Come on. Don't let me preach by myself. So it's not saying, God, I'm sorry that does it. It's not saying to the person, I'm sorry. God says this, repentance means to go back to the original or go back home. But if you don't know where home is, you are knocking on every door saying, excuse me, is this my home? Oh, no, no, it's not. You go in and then all of a sudden you go, no, no one in the house looks like me. No one in the house has the same appetite as me. No one in the house likes chili crabs. This is not my house. So you know what we do? Religion gives you all of these houses where you knock and you try to fit in. You try to fit in. You try to fit in. <laughs> but then, then you know when you're home. Come on. You, don't, you, you know when you've been far away and you go home. There's a smell of home. <laughs> when you sit in your chair and you go, this is my chair. This is my remote control. See, there's, a, there's this rest that when you go, I am now home. But if you don't know where home is, we, we've become a bunch of door knockers. Excuse me, are you my mum? No. Are you my dad? Oh, yeah, I am your mum. Well, how can we look so different? When Jesus said this, he says, repent. For the kingdom of God. He says, I want to take you back to the original. I want to go take you back home. And then I'm going to teach you how to function in the home. So what happens is this. Is that you can be in God's home and act like an adoptee. Or you can be in a foreign home trying to fit in. And I want you to notice something. We don't have to try to fit into God. When you have to fit in something, there's something wrong with you. That's why sometimes people, I don't feel like I fit in. Well, if you don't feel like you fit in, you're in the wrong place. Now, watch this. The miracle that you need. We're doing a three-part series, the miracle in your mouth. Religion teaches you that God's got it. How do I get it out of him? We've been taught how to worship for a miracle. We've been taught how to do 10, 25 steps to get a miracle. But the miracle is not in heaven, it's in you. See, what happens is this. What, what makes people feel disadvantaged is when they haven't got access to what they need or what they require. What makes you feel disadvantaged is that you've got a job, but you haven't got an education. You, you have a dream, but you don't know how to get there. So disadvantages come. So what religion does is this, God's got it, but you've got to get it from him. So God's in heaven. So you get this scripture. How do we, in Romans 10, it says, you know, who's going to go to heaven and what? Bring it down. Who's going to go to under the earth and bring it up? Why? Because they believe what they need is not with them. Somebody's got to go up, and the problem is that you're not the someone. 
Now watch this. The language of God's, the language of God, words that produce miracles. The language of God, the language of the kingdom of God produces miracles. So when you got born again, you were supposed to leave your old language behind and then start to be re-educated to speak a different language. That is why when you get into, when you become born again, discipleship is an interpreter, somebody that reinterprets how you're supposed to respond. You know, watch this, right? Be careful on what you watch on social media, on television and movies, because what, what is happening in the spirit realm, all of these mediums are teaching you how to respond to different situations. Come on. Th- think about it. You know where I learned some of the rebellion in my teenagehood? Watching television. Come on. You see somebody else react like that, so what do you do? Come on, I'll guarantee you some of the things you've said to your parents you first heard somebody else say. Some of you don't want to admit it. Oh, not me, Pastor Ted. As soon as I popped out, I said, oh, great woman of God, I love thee. Oh, Father, thank you for bringing me into this earth. I am here to please you. No, you rebelled. But you learn to rebel. It's a learned behavior. Doubt is learned. There's a great book, if you want to read it, by Jerry Seville. It says, I never learned to doubt. Now, watch this. In uh, Matthew 21, 21 and 22 says this. And there is a multitude of miracles in your mouth. Now listen to Jesus. Jesus replied, listen to the truth. If you do not doubt God's power and speak out of faithfulness. I want you to notice here. He's, talk, he's, he's talking what you need to do. You can speak to this tree. And it will wither away. Even more than that, you would say to this mountain, be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and it will be done. Everything you pray for with the faithfulness of faith, you will receive. Now, I just want you to watch this. It says, whatever you say. But, but Mr. Femianic, aren't we supposed to ask God to do it? You ask God to save you, and after that, God says, I want you to now do some stuff. Now, watch this. Let me read it to you again. Jesus replied, listen to the truth. If you do not doubt God's power and speak out of the faithfulness, you can also speak to a tree, and it will wither away. Even more than that, you would say to this mountain, be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and it will be done. Everything you pray for, the faithful out of faithfulness of faith, you will receive. Now watch this. The ball is no longer in God's court, it's now in your court. Can you see the baton's been changed? Is that people that were coming to Jesus and going, Jesus, I need you to do something. And But God says, I'm bringing the kingdom where you get to do this. Now, I want you to say, he says, he says this way. Now, watch this. He says, you are to speak to the problem, but you are not to let the problem speak to you. So what's God saying? He says, everything that's created is under the power of the word of faith. 
So what God's doing here is positioning you, and he's going to, and, and a lot of people go, the mountains mean problems, trees mean problems, but when God said this, isn't it interesting, God spoke to a literal tree and it obeyed him. What does that mean? Everything created is subject to the one that created it. You good? So now watch this. God now repositions you, and he says this, the miracle is now with you. So if you want to know where is my miracle, you need to have a look inside. So now watch that. I'm going to show you. We need to go back home. Now, to go back home, what is our home? You've got to go back to a starting point. Remember the prodigal son. When he came to his right senses, what did he say? I will go home. The only reason he could do that is because he knew home. Now, our problem is, is no one's ever talked about home. We talk about problems. We talk about all of this. But today, you want, I want to teach you about your home. When you repent, where do you go to? Now, watch this. For us, when we open up the Word of God, we don't go to the index of the Bible, right? Genesis and Exodus, right? That's not where the Bible starts, Okay. It doesn't start with copyright. Only 10% of this can be written down. Okay, okay. let's go past all of that. Let's go back to where God decided where home is. Now, he's resetting you, but you need to know where you're being reset to. You're not being reset to a denomination. You're not being reset to a doctrine. You're being reset back to God, who is your father. Now, listen to this. In the beginning... Okay, watch this. Who's beginning? Yours. Not God's. God has no beginning or end. But hold on, watch this. You do. What, what did the Bible say? You started off as a thought. The Bible says, these are the thoughts that I have for you. So God designed you, and then he created the earth for those designs to be fulfilled. Ooh, I like that. I might preach on that one day. Now watch this. So God says, I want you to go to your beginning. Your beginning started with God. Your beginning didn't start with a problem. Your beginning didn't, didn't decide whether a man looked at a woman, a woman looked at a man and go, I like that. <laughs> I didn't design my kids. God designed them, but he just used us to bring them into the earth. <laughs> That's why I'm feeling confident about my kids, because I'm not that responsible for them. God is. He brought them in. So when the kids are going wild, I go, dear God, your kids. You know, when a problem comes, dear Jesus, you have a problem. What's your problem with my kids? God, you know, hey, I got a bill. God, you have a problem. God, you know what you need to do with your bill? Bring it up to God and say, Jesus, you've just received the bill. What are you going to do? See, watch this. God says in the beginning, God created everything. The heavens above and the earth below. Here's what happened. At first, the earth lacked shape and was totally empty. And a dark fog draped over the deep. Now listen to this. While God's spirit wind hovered over the surface of the empty waters. Now I want you to notice this. There's a problem. Where does the Spirit of God hover? It hovers over what needs to change. 
If you want to find God, find your problem. Because that's where God is waiting. Come on. Come on. The Bible says, listen to this. This describes most of the 99%. So many people's even out of church and in church. Where your, where your life lacks shape. It's totally empty. It's dark. It's draped with deep you know, darkness. But God's spirit wind is over right now. God is teaching you this, that there is no dark spot, no problem that he is not over. That's home. See, God's there talking about your home. So what it is, the spirit of God hovers over everything that needs to be changed. So when an an unborn person, that's not born of the Holy Spirit, comes into our meeting, the Holy Spirit is hovering over them to bring them home. When a, when a born-again believer has a problem or has an issue, the Holy Spirit is hovering. Now, watch this. The reason the Spirit hovers, now listen, you need to understand this, because wherever the Spirit hovers, it's always followed by the voice of God. So God speaks to where the Spirit of God is. And where is the Holy Spirit? He's on in the mess. That's why it's such a wrong doc when people say this, I've done so many bad things, how can God forgive me? Wrong question. The question is this, the Spirit of God is over your mess. So, so what happens? Why? You know why you need to know that? Because we hide our mess. I don't want anybody to know. So you come to church. Everything is good. Do you want to go home? No. I don't want to go home. Please, please, meet Please, Pastor, don't stop preaching because when you stop preaching, I've got to go into the car with this person. Oh. God, my kids are waiting at home. Dear Jesus. Come on. Then I want you to know this. What does God say? He gives you hope. He says, wherever there is darkness, there is disorder, I am there. Now, watch this. And then... There was the voice of God. Watch this. Now, God said, now, how does he change your mess? He changes it by speaking. Wow. Just watch this. This will make sense to you. So God says, there is a mess. My spirit covers the mess, and then I speak. So what you find this is that God is now teaching you this is how home works. This is how you are to live. So when you come home, when every time you see a mess, you are to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is over the mess. And when you acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is over the mess, you speak to the mess. You don't See, the problem is this. We're trying to invite God into our mess when God's already there. So we're spending time praying to invite God when God's waiting time for us to speak to it. Now, watch this. Watch this. You good? In John 4, 24, it says this. God is a spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The voice Bible says this, the Father is a spirit and he's seeking followers who worship is sourced in truth 
and deeply spiritual as well. Now, I want you to get this. God says, I am spirit. I'm not born of flesh. So in the beginning, the spirit goes over the mist. And he says, I am spirit. But then he says this, you need to worship me in spirit. Well, how can you worship in spirit if you don't understand the spirit language? Do you know what's interesting about the word offering? That God doesn't have to accept your offering. Did you know that? Because it's an offering. When you come and you bring me a present, I have a choice whether to accept it or not. Correct? Have, have you ever... Uh, look, I... I I've, I've, I've received some really dodgy presents from some people that I know. I mean, real dodgy. Like, like one, day, one time I received a used pressure cooker that was broken. So the next time that person gave me a present, I refused. So what God says this, the worship that touches me has to be spirit. So I want you to notice that. Let's go back to Genesis, right? So the Spirit speaks. So that means the Spirit has a language and has a vocabulary. You, you get it? So God says this. If you want to worship me, you've got to have my language, and you've got to have my belief system. That is why, have you ever noticed? Now watch this. I was speaking to somebody yesterday about this. When a song is not birthed out of the Spirit, you know it. You know how you know it? The moment you stop singing it, you go back to the way you were before you started singing. You, 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 listen, you listen to a worship's worship. You get into worship and it lingers. I, I noticed this one day. I just, you know, how you, and how you get those throwback moments that you go back to the songs you used to sing as a teenager? I mean, it, I mean, I found that we got, we've, you know, we've got that search thing that does all the music, so we get the music, and I downloaded my favorite band. It was great. I loved it. But the moment it stopped, the energy stopped. But then you'd get into worship. The worship stops, but it goes on and on and on and on. So God says this. He goes, this, you know, God is a spirit. And his worshippers must worship. Now, what you do says must. So you can't come to God and go, I'm going to praise you the way I want to. I'm going to choose the language. I'm going to choose the words. God says, no, 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 that doesn't exist. The reason some of you are disappointed is because you're giving God your offering. And God says, that's not what I want. Excuse me, what? But listen to this. But God says, I'll give you what I want. You won't have to find it. But I am going to download to you what I want. So when you worship, you're giving me exactly what I want. Now, watch this, watch this. It gets, this is good. Look at Genesis 2, 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust. He, he goes like this. You're out. He starts on the earthly level. Now, I want you to see, you were created from what was, or your body was created out of what was spoken. We'll get into this. So what God says this, now, he goes, and God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and then this, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. But it doesn't stop there. He goes here. And 
the man became a living being. Now, I want you to notice this. He gave him the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Look at the Jewish Bible translation. It says this. And the Lord Jehovah God formed Adam out of the dust from the soil. And he breathed into his face the breath of life. And Adam was a living soul. Now watch this. Now, animals have a soul. They have emotions. Animals give you pleasure. It's interesting enough, they've even proved it, that if you stroke a cat, just in being in touch with the fur, it calms you down. Sometimes pets become great friends. But there's a difference between a soul and a living soul. So the difference is this. You're going to see it in a minute. So God creates animals, and he says it's good. He creates man, but he says this. He talks about two parts. Listen to the voice translation out of this. One day the, one day the eternal God scooped the dirt out of the ground and sculptured it into the shape we call human. Breathed into the breath and gave life into his nostrils of the human. And the human became a living soul. Now the word there, living soul, can also be translated. And man became a speaking spirit. Animals make sound. So what happens is this. When an animal is in pain... It makes a sound. When your cat or your dog sees you and its, and its emotions get up, it makes a sound. When an animal is angry at you, it makes a sound. But when you are angry, when you are disappointed, you don't make a sound, you make a word. Watch this. And man became a speaking spirit. So in other words, is God created us out of him. And he says, I've made you like me. So you get to speak. Now I want you to notice, if you go back to Genesis 1, there was a problem and God spoke to it. So when God created you, he said, I need, you're going to be a speaking spirit. Now, to be a speaking spirit, that means you need to have a language. You need to have words. Animals react to pain and pressure, heat and cold, abuse and love. They're reactionary. But you're a speaking spirit. And you get to create and change the environment. You're going to learn this. Over, we're doing this for three weeks. This is, this is just the entree, okay? It's because if you miss this, the other part's not going to make sense. Because God is now telling you who you are. You're a speaking spirit. Adam fell not because he ate an apple. It's because he made a verbal agreement. 
How did he fall? With words. So what does God say? The universe works by words. So what does he do? He says this. He goes, God, heaven above, earth below. So Adam, when he was created, works in two realms. He works on the earthly realm, which is where he exhibits heaven. Come on, come on. God creates an earth, and he says, Adam, I need you to learn how to rule and reign. But since I'm king in heaven, um, you can sit with the throne with me, but I want to teach you what I do. Adam, I want to teach you how to rule and reign. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give you your patch. And what I want you to do is I'm going to put you on earth, and you're going to have authority of heaven. So God says this now. Watch this. Because of that, God says everything on the earth is subject to heaven. Okay, big question. Where was Satan on earth? The Bible says that Satan was cast down. So when God made Adam on earth, where was Satan? On earth. And guess what he was hearing? He goes, oh no. Adam and Eve have authority over me because they are from above, I am from beneath. Uh-huh. What, created, what created the problem in the first place? Void, darkness. And I want you to notice something here. We're going back to Genesis chapter 1, that God didn't describe in, in a lot of details what the mess was. God only speaks what he wants, not what is there. He says, there's darkness, let there be light. Most of our prayers are spent on describing to God what the problem is. I, re- I thought I was praying long. God says, no, you're describing long. I think God's going, Ted, I'm so tired. Will you just stop describing me the problem? I get the problem. I want you to speak to the problem. You good? So man becomes a speaking being. And I want you to notice this, and we're going to deal with this in a moment. And I'm going to, I want to finish shortly because I don't want to overwhelm you. Everybody say, thank you. Thank you so much. Because, see, the problem we have is we quote Scripture. We don't speak Scripture. And if you don't understand this, you become a quoter, not a speaker. How many of you ever quoted the Word of God and nothing happened? How many, how many of you in this church will never put your hand up? <laughs> uh, come on, I, I remember quoting. I, the, say, oh, I quote this and I quote that. And pe- you know what? People quote the word, it doesn't happen and they blame God. But see, if you don't know who you are, you quote. When you know who you are, you speak. Now watch this. And man became a speaking spirit. So what was God saying to you? He says, because you're a speaking spirit, you get to do what I do. So God says, right in the beginning, what did I do when there was darkness? I spoke something. Now watch this. You'll find that in this, watch this. And God said, let there be light. Now, he, he didn't go, darkness I, darkness, I get rid of you. He didn't speak. He, he, he didn't just speak to the darkness. He just spoke light. How many of you in your vocabulary, 
you, you're, trying to, you're trying to use the same language that the problem is. God, God looked at darkness and he goes, oh, I don't like darkness. God didn't, so you, you know what? God says you are to speak what you want, not what you don't want. I don't want to be sick. No, I have health. I don't want to be poor. I am prosperous. I don't want to get fired. I am the owner of the business. See, see, what happens is this, is you start to act like God. And he says this, look, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let the water separate. And God said, let it produce vegetation. And God said, let there be lights in the sky. And God said, you know, uh, let all the living creatures multiply. And God said, let everything produce. And God said, let us make mankind. It's mentioned over 11 times. Now watch this. This is where we're heading now. Every time God spoke, there was a miracle. What is a miracle? A miracle, the word there is ness. It means power over nature. It means elevation. It means supremacy. So the word miracle is elevation. It lifts you up. It's power over the natural realm. So in other words, a miracle is the power over the created realm. Listen to me carefully. Satan is created, so therefore he can be subdued. So what God is saying here, everything that is on earth is under the word. So what we have here is the language of God. And also, get, get a load of this. The word ness is the word that they use for a sailboat or a sail. In other words, is when you set sail, it's taking you to a destination. And when you have a sail, it means is that the wind carries you, not your oars or not a mechanical machine. And the wind is the wind of the Spirit. So God says this, your home is designed to be a home of the miracles. God spoke. You speak. Listen to me very carefully. You understand what the Bible says, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality in high places. You know what that principality is? They want you to speak it. Satan knows this. I can't go into your home unless you speak it. The Bible says, I will live and I will not die. What, what is this saying? He doesn't say, I don't want to die, so therefore I shall live. Flips it around. Let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say, let the weak try harder. Uh, let the broke get in the third and fourth job. Come on. Let the poor say, I, I'm, I'm going to live in a one-bedroom apartment with my ten kids. And then I'm going to need some serious medication. <laughs> see, 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 what we've done is God says, I've trained you, your home 
is to be a speaking home. So what's God saying? Everything, the world, the kingdom of God works by words, not by self-effort. Lewis, when he was saying, and he goes, there's no sweat, there's no striving. The reason that, he says, when sin entered the world, what you used to speak to, now you have to work for. Okay, we, as we come into close, and we, we're going to talk about the power of words. You will be surprised how much the, why, the Bible calls this. I want to just show you something here. Solomon was wise because he understood how to speak wisdom. David was wise because he understood wisdom. Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach were wise because they understood wisdom. Joseph became the, the second most powerful man on the globe because he understood wisdom. He knew how to speak God's word. And I want you to know, is when you understand the language of God, some of you don't have to look for words. The words are already given you. And I want you to this. I wrote this down while I was in worship. God's language is a faith-filled language. And to be faith-filled means you need to be word-filled. So you and I are designed to live by words, not by effort. Religion says work harder, pray harder, do this and this and this. No, we're going to stop that. You start to speak over your family. You start to speak over your life. You start to speak over your body. You start to speak to your situation. So many of us, let me show you this. When you don't know how to speak properly, you get into manipulation. How do you ruin a relationship? You manipulate instead of speaking to it. This is the way I speak. I, I, I get up and this is how I speak. My wife will always be good to me. My wife is my best friend. My wife is a woman of God. My wife is always caring. My wife loves the kids. My wife loves the grandkids. My wife is a woman of the word. My wife is a prayer warrior. People say, well, why do you do that? Well, what's the opposite? I have to make my own coffee. I've got to clean up my own mess. I, get to, I have to fill up her car. I've got to wash her car. See, you know what? That, that's, that's a whole lot. Stop talking about what you don't want. See, the, the problem we have is that God says your needs are met by the word of your mouth. The word, needs are not met by the person sitting next to you. Come, come on. Hey, how, good are we, how free would a church be or a relationship be when there's no one beside you that you're saying, you're my, you, you're my supply. God says, listen, heaven is my supply. God will use the person, but you can't manipulate the person. It's words. You can't manipulate God. We don't manipulate God through worship. We, it's, a, it's a response to that. And so God says this, the language of God's word. The language of God, words that produce miracles. So where we're going next week is we're going to start to download what the Bible's, the Bible language, okay? As we were talking before, television and multimedia, books, whatever, movies, are telling us how do we react if you have that situation. But the thing is, is if you, re listen to me carefully now, if your reaction 
is on the same level that the problem was created. All you're doing is you're giving life to the problem. What did, what, did, what did God do? Adam sinned. Where was the answer? The answer wasn't on earth. The answer was in heaven. And God had to come down from heaven and bring the answer down. What was God showing Adam the first home? The home is where always the answer is. It's not found where you created the problem. The problem is, the problem is solved by where it came from. That's why, listen to me carefully, that's why Jesus says, I am the word, I am the written word, I am the word past, I am the word present, I am the word future. And so what God says this, if you've been listening to my posts, if you're not in there, get online. God says this, you are only to speak God's word. Why was Jesus successful? Because he only spoke what he heard the Father speak. What, what does the Father speak? The Father speaks the language of heaven. And what's the language of heaven? I love you unconditionally. I have forgiven you unconditionally. I will always be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always supply your need. That's the language of heaven. You have been taught how to speak earth. But now you're in faith life church. Welcome to heaven class. It is where, look, when you get kids, what do you do? You teach them how to speak. When kids, before, you know, when they're little, you go, gaga, gaga, gaga. And then the kid starts to get a bit of sense and he goes, will you just stop and teach me how to speak? Yeah. You know, today, your first mission is this your first assignment is to accept that you're made in the image of God and that whatever comes out of your mouth becomes reality. That's it. If, if you can just go home with that, what's your reality? My reality is I am totally and utterly forgiven. I am totally out of supply. Can I just say, that? you okay? There's one word that I've stopped using in the last couple of weeks because God really challenged me on it. I stopped going to God and saying, God, I have a need. I stopped being needy. So now when I go to God, I thank you that you have supplied all my needs. I, I'm no longer telling God, God, I have a problem here. I have a problem here. I am now speaking like Jesus. Now, for some of you, you need to make the transition. It's really easy. Listen to me carefully. The lie of the enemy is making, oh, this is so hard. Change is so hard. Oh, change. Oh, no. It will hurt me. There is no gain without pain. It's like saying there is no richness without poverty. Why does everything have to be so hard? Excuse me. Didn't Jesus say, come to me, all you are weary and labored from trying to do it your way? Hey, what, what, you know what, when I, okay, I've got to stop. I've, I said to myself, I said, Ted, you can only preach for 30 minutes, uh, but I've preached for 40. So we'll stop it here. I just want to talk to you as a church now, as my church. From now on, you, you, when you want to talk about Faith Love Church, what does the Father say about Faith Love Church? 
Okay? Now listen to me carefully. Okay, I want to talk to you now as a pastor. The Bible says, and I mentioned this in one of my posts, that everything that comes out of your mouth has to be approved by God before it comes out of your mouth. Come on, you need to amen with me. If you want to change, listen to me very carefully. If you want to change the position you are right now, the first thing you do is you go, I will not let anything come out and become reality without God giving it a stamp of approval. So in other words, husbands, when you look at your wives, what would God say to your wife? Not what you would say. Don't give the person next to you the peace of your mind because if your peace of your mind is not regenerated, it will contaminate them. Don't make their problem any worse. Excuse me, so, 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 so now, don't, don't, don't bag your boss. Don't bag the government. You know, God says, what would I say? We used to have this uh, band, uh, uh, what's his name, a bracelet that said, WWJW, what would Jesus do? Or D, whatever. Uh, uh, English is my 10th language. Uh, but look at this. So, you know what you do from here? I'm going to pray for you in a moment. Is this. Holy Spirit, before next time I open my mouth, I want you to give it the tick of approval. In other words, is this. God, I'm not going to let a single word come out of my mouth that you haven't approved. That's how you will start to learn the language of heaven. When Jesus saw sickness... He spoke the heaven language, be healed. When Jesus saw the possessed, he says, I drive the demon out of you. When Jesus saw poverty, he gave provision. See, what happens like this, your life will change when you start to go speak like you speak at home. And when God says, I made you a speaking spirit, I gave you a heavenly language. And I also gave you a heavenly vocabulary. So therefore, now you have a choice. Now the choice is yours. See, before we, we used to blame God. God, the reason I'm not like that, because God hasn't intervened. The reason I'm not like that, because of this. And God says, now, I'm, I, 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 I am sorry, but I'm not really sorry. Right now, you have no more excuses because you came to this meeting. <laughs> and you go, I knew I shouldn't have come. I, I wish I watched you online, Ted, so that I can fast forward this part. But you see, that's what Jesus did. He came to the earth and he says, all of you got excuses. All of you got excuses. Like Adam. It's not me, it's the woman you gave me. Yeah, God. Yeah, you picked the wrong woman. God, I, I thought I went to the dating app, a really good dating app, you. And, 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 and you missed that. How did she slip through the cracks, Jesus? Come on. Hey, hey God, I went to the employment agency and I got this lousy job. How, how, how did you mark up? Come on. Smile at me. You know what really is good? This From now on, from today on, you are no longer the victim. It's because you get to choose what your outcome is. All right. I'm done. Next week, we're gonna, this, is, this is just the beginning. You will be surprised how many things in your life will change when you start speaking. Do, do you realize, because God said this, because you're a speaking spirit, everything you say, you're going to live. 
So this is good. Let me pray for you. Father, I want to thank you. Father, I just thank you so, so much. Father, I I thank you that we've come home. Father, this is our home. This is home. Father, I'm home with you. And Father, every time, wherever there is a mess, I now know that your spirit is over it. And now I know what I need to say because whatever the Holy Spirit is over, it needs Holy Spirit language to release what it's over. So just listen to me very carefully now. Is whatever the Holy Ghost is over, God will give you the words to speak. So you're not going to have to make them up yourself. So just right now, I just want you to realize every time you look at a problem, I want you to see that the Spirit of God is over it. Next thing that you do is this, is you go, God, what do you want me to speak? Because it's not my opinion that's going to release the Holy Ghost, what what it's hovering over, but it's going to be your word. You sent your word and healed them. So, Father, right now, I pray for us as a church, as a family, that, Father, we will, we will now bridle our tongue. We will now bridle ourselves, and we're going to speak the language of heaven. Father, we are no longer going to be entertained. We are no longer just going to go through life just, just making by. But, Father, right now, I just declare the language of God over your life. So now when you get home today, when you go into your physical home, I want you to speak that this is the home of God. I want you to speak to your children. My children are taught of the Lord. My children will prosper in the land. Parents, start to declare, I am going to be around to see my children's children. I am going to leave a legacy for my children's children. Father, you've brought people into my relationship. I'm going to bless them. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break every negative word that we have spoken. Father, right now, we just repent. We go back home. Father, forgive us for being in a heavenly realm, speaking an earthly language. Father, forgive us for being inferior. Father, forgive us for choosing the lesser. Father, forgive us for working by self-effort instead of miracles. So Father, right now, I just release. I release the supernatural power of God over your life, over your business, over your income, on your investments, on your family, on your grandparents, on your relatives, on your friends. Father, right now, Father, we declare that we're going to be like you and we're going to start to speak the language of God in every situation. And we're going to give glory to you. We're going to give honor to you. We're going to see change. There's going to be change in my family. There's going to be change in my body. There's going to be a change in my circumstance. Father, we declare it right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.